much for joining us today on the Real Life Runners podcast, episode number 97. Today we're going to talk about the health evolution and the running evolution because let's face it, health is not a destination and your running journey is just that. It's a journey and there really is no finish line. So today we're going to talk about that and how to stay motivated when there really is no true finish line. This is the Real Life Runners podcast and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right, so Kevin and I have been talking lately. We are super excited because we've been taking some steps forward in the business, and we actually brought on someone to help us out with our social media. So if you follow us on Instagram, you've probably noticed that we've been posting a lot more recently on the Real Life Runners Instagram page. If you don't follow us yet, go over to Instagram and follow at Real Life Runners. Um, And so we've got a great guy that's helping us with some graphics and some other things to help build up our Instagram page and our social media page. And the first task that I gave him was to backload the page with all of our previous episodes. So we're making graphics for our previous episodes and it was kind of fun because we got to see what some of our back episodes were like we'd kind of forgotten about them you know because this is episode 97 and like we've been doing this for a while now I know you're very excited to get to number 100 I'm a little nervous about what we're going to outline for number 100 I know like I feel it, like 100 is like a big episode we have to have something I know, special I feel like there's it. extra pressure sitting on top of me to make a good outline for that <laughs> no, one we have a really good idea yes, I, I like the idea we have for it so stay tuned but anyway um Looking back at some of the graphics and some of the titles from our past episodes really made us think like, oh, I'm like, oh, that's not really the way that I think about that anymore. Your reaction was so funny when you saw the first one. You're just like, oh, I don't use those words. Right. I'm like, yeah, but you used to use those words. Yeah, I think it was episode number 10 or 11. It was something about clean eating and I don't really use those words clean eating anymore because I feel like that adds like a, a morality to food, which I don't believe in at all anymore. Right. But at the time, it was certainly a, a step for you to well, kind of flip over from more like processed food and move right. over to like whole foods and stuff like that. And, right. and clean well, eating. And that was the buzzword. That was the yeah. super buzzword at the time. Yeah. And so clean eating, we had a whole episode on clean eating. It was great. But to when it popped back up again, it was like, ooh, I, I don't say that anymore. And yeah. it, that doesn't mean that that was a bad episode. Right. That just means that you've sort of evolved from that. Well, and I think, I mean, I, I didn't go back and actually listen to the episode, but I think that a lot of what we talked about, <laughs> what are you laughing at? You did. You listened to some of it. You're like, maybe we can just change the title and remove clean eating from the title. Yeah. And you listened to like five minutes of it. And we had said the phrase clean eating like 20, <laughs> like times. 20 times. It's like, well, maybe we'll just keep clean eating in the title. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's no, I mean, we can go back and retitle our episodes, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was pretty funny. And like the first two minutes it was, we t- we'd said it so many times. But I'm sure a lot of the principles still hold true. Like, you know, that episode was about eating real food, which we highly believe in. You know, we, yes. we believe in minimizing processed food from our diet and from our the food that we consume. Even the word diet, right? Yes. But anyway, um, so I just, no, I just used, don't clean it. You use diet correctly there. Yeah. You I, use diet as the food that we take in. Right. I know your dad last night. We're in California right now um, recording this and we're here visiting Kevin's family. And your dad made a comment last night about how 
Um, it doesn't some, something about the chocolate. Oh, there was a chocolate restaurant. Yes, there was a chocolate like, restaurant that it, doesn't fit into your diet. Yeah, and you're and like, like, no, um, no, that'll fit in just I'm like, fine. I don't have a diet. I'm like, I'm never on a diet, and chocolate is always a part of my diet. <laughs> yes, <laughs> whatever yes. it is. Chocolate restaurant, sign me up. Yes, please. Like daily, probably not. Right. But as so, a visit, right? So it just got us thinking to where we've come and how we have evolved in our health journey, and that applies to both our health and our running as a whole because some of those early episodes might not be exactly where we are today because we've evolved in the past two years completely and it's it's all that it's a process of moving towards this uh daily improvement kind Mm -hmm. of continuous improvement continually learning new things but also still trying and experimenting and just keep Mm -hmm. taking steps forward, Um, which kind of leads to one of the first big points that I wanted to cover here is that the first steps you take don't need to be your final steps. Right. Like your first move towards improving in your health is not going to be like, and this is it. Once I do this, now I'm a healthy person. No. It's it's just the first step. Well, because even if you set goals for yourself and Mm -hmm. even once you achieve those goals say you set a goal to like lose a certain amount of weight or set a goal to hit a pr in a certain race even when you achieve that it's not like you're just gonna like hang up your shoes and be done right you know or like okay now i can go back to eating everything i was eating before because i've lost that amount of weight like no because if you do that you're gonna be exactly where you were before like you have to keep evolving and you have to keep moving forward and it's one giant experiment right everything's a big giant experiment so um um, the the only real way that you're not ever possibly getting success, like the guarantee, is it going to be a perfect smooth path of like continuous daily improvement every day has to be automatically better than the one before? No, it's not. But the guarantee of not being successful is not trying at all. Yeah, just like, not starting. Yeah, if you never start, you can never get to anywhere. Right. Like whatever the destination is, whatever the direction you're heading, staying on the couch is not moving you forward at all. Right, and I think that this is what plagues a lot of people because there's so much information out there that people get very overwhelmed. People get overwhelmed by the process and they don't know where to start, so they just choose not to start. Right. But the the idea is just pick some path. Right. Like, oh, well, should I start with my eating or should I start with my exercise or should I start? Pick something. Yeah. Pick something that seems attainable and go for it. Right. And guess what? You can change it. You know, like that's the thing. Like just because you pick that path to start with, if you're going down that path for a little while, for a couple of months, and it doesn't seem to be working, change paths. Yeah. You know? Drastically. Take a couple of steps back and then take a little detour, make minor adjustments along the way. Whatever it is, it does not have to be a straight road. Mm -hmm. It just needs to be... Uh, a path. You mm-hmm. need to keep taking steps. Yeah. Stopping or never starting in the first place, those are the guarantees that you're not going to actually move forward in the evolution of your own health right. w- in whatever aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You're just you're staying where you are. And even once you've kind of taken steps, if you then try to stay where you are, you're actually going to start moving backwards. That's true because we've talked about before the body adapts. Right. And so you, just you go can't stagnant. Yeah, so you can't do the same thing over and over and expect the same results. And I, I mean, I hear that kind of 
argument, not argument, complaint from some people that are doing certain things with their eating, right? Or they're running and they're like, well, I don't understand. Like I've been eating this way for five years now or 10 years now. And all of a sudden I'm gaining weight. Um, all of a sudden it's not working anymore. All of a sudden. Yeah. Yes. Like the, uh, the overnight sensation, the overnight success sensations also. Yeah. Like I just, it popped up out of nowhere. No, no, you've been working at it for 10 years. Yeah. You know, the, the professionals that have been working with one coach for the last eight years, they flip coaches and suddenly in two months they hit a PR. Well, that's because they changed something. Something changed. You know, the, right. the, the training, the goal of it, whatever the, the speed to distance ratio, something tweaked and they have these massive breakthroughs. And it's not that the new coach was a genius. It's not that whatever that new tweak in your diet was, was the miracle cure. It's that you changed something. Right. And I think that, like we said, like so, some people can be held back because they don't know what to do. And so we're here to tell you like, the early stages, even the middle stages, even the later stages, like they don't have to be perfect. And that need for perfection, that need to get it right is what's holding you back. Oh, the perfectionist problem. Right. Because there's so many people that want to say like, oh, I'm going to like learn about this and I'm going to read about this. And it prevents them from just jumping in and doing it. Right. Because they want to make sure that their steps are correct. Right. Like, hold on, I'm going to read this book. And then once I know the appropriate ways to eat, then I'll start eating correctly. Mm-hmm. But then they finish that book and they're like, Ugh, but there's also this other book right. that I saw. Maybe I should read that one there's first also. There's always another there's book. There's another book. There's always another book you can read. There's always another podcast you can listen to. There's always another blog article you can read. Like there's so much information. Like we are in an era of information overload. There is so much out there. And so – in a lot of people, like, that can hold them back. And I, I understand this completely because I totally used to be a perfectionist. I used to not do something if I knew I wasn't going to be good at it right away. I, I just wouldn't start. Right, because perfectionist, it sounds like a way to be remarkably successful because you mm-hmm. want to get everything perfect. Right. But it's not. It's a defense mechanism. Totally a defense it's, mechanism. It's a, it's a way to never try anything. Right. Because you can't even start until you know every single tiny detail that every step mm-hmm. you take is going to be absolutely perfect and then you can start. And since there's no way you can possibly know all the details, it just guarantees that you don't have to start, which means you can't fail. Right. <laughs> and I mean, I think that it's the messaging that we were receive too because as a kid growing up I was good at a lot of stuff like I was really smart I was good at sports and so people would say like oh Angie's the perfect child or this or that and so that got deeply ingrained in my identity of who I was right you know if I couldn't attain that perfection in whatever it was I just wouldn't even try it I wouldn't even attempt it and that held me back from doing a lot of things. And, and I, I realize that now. And it's still something that I have to consciously overcome when it comes to certain things like this podcast or our coaching business or, you know, all the different parenting, <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to get it right. Like I'm going to mess up. And I have become okay with making it messy, like just starting and figuring it out along the way because I trust myself enough to figure it out. Well, the parenting is a great one because you can't start parenting once you have it all figured out. The kids are there. Like when the two of them start fighting with each other, you're not going to be like, hold on, let me read this book first and then I can figure out the appropriate way to deal (laughs) with this situation. You're thrown into the trenches. (laughs) Like, let's go. Yeah. You you deliver the kid, they hand them to you, you're off into a car and now you have to go parent. Right. And there's, there's no 
hit the pause button and read the textbook before you figure out how to deal with the two kids screaming at each other. Yeah, so that perfectionism mindset, that needing to get something perfect before you even begin or wanting to know all the information before you even start, that is a defense mechanism and that is holding you back. You need to just pick a path and go. Because there will always be something to improve. There will always be something else you can do to try to like get better. But you have to be on the path if, for you to actually learn those things and get better. Right. Because in order to get better, you have to compare it to something. You right. have to do something and say, oh, I should have done it this way. That would be a way to actually improve. Because right. you can't improve on nothing. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, exactly. And speaking of comparison. Yes. Let's talk about comparing ourselves to other people. Because... Dangerous. You know, in this healthy evolution and, and in this information overload with social media, and there's so much being thrown at us. And it's contoured for other people to look completely perfect. Right. And so you cannot compare your now to someone else's, you know, your step one to someone else's step 10. Like someone else might be on this journey a lot longer and have already made the mistakes and already done what you've been doing. So you can't compare your step three to someone else's step eight. Like right. you don't know where they are along the journey. And I think that we fall into that so easily. You, you start looking at someone else and you're like, why, why aren't I as fast as them? Or why aren't I as skinny as them? Or why don't I have as much money as them? Like it, it, it applies to everything. It doesn't just apply to health and running. Like it applies to your entire life. Yeah. And then you, you try and look at it and be like, oh, well, we're the same age. So we should be at the same step. It's yes. like, well, no, because you've taken these, this path and they've been on it regardless of age. They've been on it for three extra years than you or right. eight extra, like whatever the time is. Or you look at people like, well, we both started running at the same time so we should really be progressing at the same level but you're not the same person yeah so even though it seems like you should both be at step like two you're not mm -hmm. because you're all coming at it from a different thing yep. you know it goes back to the training philosophies just because you hit a certain workout that's supposed to in theory have you know these physical adaptations to your body two people are going to have the have different adaptations you know what's the stress that you were going through beforehand shoot the difference between running in florida and running in california this oh morning my gosh. like it, the the physical stress is completely different yeah. and my watch didn't even know what my heart rate was it was just it was it had no idea what was going on what do you mean I, it was jumping all over the place it's like i don't know you're running this fast your heart rate should be here it, it had no idea i think my watch was confused at one point i looked down it just had a question mark on it like what are you doing <laughs> I was very confused about what was happening. Right. So you can't compare yourself to other people because it's just setting you up for disappointment. And if you set yourself up to feel disappointed, do you think you're really going to have the motivation to continue? No, you're going to be disappointed. If, you, right. if, if you're if you in a position to be disappointed, then you feel disappointed. And that's just going to create more disappointment. Right. Like you start the comparison, you feel bad about it, and all it's going to do is is set your mind on a place to look to more things where you're d coming out on the bad side of a comparison. Mm -hmm. It's a really bad world to live in. Yeah, and then it, and then it puts you more down the path of like that victim mentality. Yeah, you know, of like comparing yourself. Well, why don't I have this, or why does does that person have this? And you know, life is happening to me not for me. Oh, yeah, no one likes that. That's right. that's why I like our, you know, real life runners. Run yeah. run your life. Run your life. Don't let life run you. Right. Run your life, right. which is this whole second thing here. And it's, in order to do that, you need to decide what your life 
needs to look like, what you want your life to look like, what you want your running to look like and to feel like, and what do you want to gain from your running, and what do you want to gain from your health? Like, what do you want your eating to feel like? When you eat, do you really want to feel guilty about it? Like, no, nobody wants to feel guilty. Everybody, like, you should eat to enjoy food and to enjoy life and to nourish your body. Right. The the dessert place we're going to go to the other day for my birthday, the... Sin- Cineholic. Cineholic. It it just sounds like that whole like we're just walking in is like a like you've done something wrong with the setup of the name for it. Mm. Like ooh, this is dangerous. Interesting. It's not. It's cinnamon buns and they sound delicious. But yeah. the whole frame behind it huh. is sort of like guilty pleasures. Guilty. Yeah. Like that's what it is. Right. And it's like I don't want a guilty pleasure. I would just want some delicious dessert. Place. I just want to enjoy my <laughs> cinnamon bun. You know, like you don't have to feel guilty about it just because that's the choice you made like and and accept that like fully accept that and own that like this is the choice I'm making because this is the person I want to be and think about who is that person that you want to be like and start acting that way like you need to start acting now like the person that you want to become so like I talked to some of my clients about this like Imagine your goal and the life, like if you've reached your goals, imagine that person, who you are, once you've reached these goals that you've set for yourself, that person, how is that person acting? What is that person doing? Those are the things that you need to start doing today. So if you want a comparison, compare yourself to who you were yesterday when you weren't living this better life Mm -hmm. to the person that you are today. Yeah, instead of comparing yourself to other people. Yeah, don't compare yourself to other people. Compare yourself to that person that you personally were yesterday. Look to who you plan on being. Mm -hmm. Act the way that that person is going to act. When you reach those goals, when you are the healthier, happier person, act as that person right now Mm -hmm. and then compare yourself to who you were yesterday look how much better you are look how far you've come from just yesterday because you're now acting as this person that you're going to be in the future don't wait to the future to be that person be that person now act the way that person acts exercise the way that person exercises eat the way that that person eats Mm -hmm. take on the joy and happiness of that person Mm -hmm. take them on right now be that happier person yeah and that's the way that you're going to become that person because you are going to make the choice to become that person today like a lot of people think that oh if I read the books that help me to grow or if I start exercising to achieve these things, then I'll start to feel that way. Like if I lose 10 pounds, then I'll start to feel that way. Like, no, you need to start feeling that way and acting that way right now, today, in this moment, if that's the person that you want to be. Because by choosing to be that person, you are that person. Right. And then... You take, you take the path of how am I going to start acting more like that person and then be grateful for the path that you have taken. Mm-hmm. Be grateful for whatever you've done in the past that has taken you up to this point and be grateful for the path that you're going to take that's going to lead you to more gains, more healthful living, more happier living in the future. And, and be happy with how you've gotten there and the success that you are currently experiencing. Right. Because each day can be a little bit better than before. And and this is what we're talking about. Like you don't need to compare yourself to anybody else except for you. Compare yourself to yourself five years ago, right? Or 
10 years ago, like, and if, so say maybe five years ago, you were in better shape than you were right now. Like, cause that can happen, right? Totally. I mean, I had a baby, you know, and after I had my baby, like I've had two babies now, but after the babies, like after my second kid, I had a really hard time getting back into a consistent workout routine. And it's something that I beat myself up for. I knew I should be running. I knew I should be exercising. I knew all of these things, but for some reason I wasn't doing it. And I was comparing myself to how I was a couple years before and I was beating myself up over it. Like, what's the point of that? And then one day I just kind of woke up and I was like, I don't want to live this way anymore. Like I can't be this person. I can't live this way anymore and I made a decision to start I just said okay well today I'm going to do this because I needed to I also injured my back and so I needed to to fix my back so I said okay I know what I need to do obviously I'm a physical therapist I know what I need to do I just have to actually do it and so I made that decision to start and to just start taking steps forward and instead of beating myself up over not being where I was, I just fully accepted, okay, this is where I am today. And this is what I need to do to start moving forward. And since that time, I have, I mean, looking back now, you know, that was three and a half years ago, mm-hmm. three and a half years ago. Um, I'm leaps and bounds better now than I was. But it all began with that one decision. Yeah, I mean, the comparisons, you can always find something to compare that's going to make you look positive. You can find something to compare that's going to make you look negative. So when you start the comparisons and they go negative, it's just going to help you find more comparisons where you come out on the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. If you make comparisons to be like, oh, look, I'm I'm looking better than I was on, on at that period in time, then you can see yourself as... as you're going to find more comparisons that you come out looking positive. But the key here is that the comparisons are for yourself, not comparing yourself to other people. When I got into running and I was comparing myself to other kids on the team in high school, I, as a freshman, was pretty good in comparison to the other freshmen on the team. I was slower than some of the seniors on the team, but I was pretty good with my immediate peers. Then I went to college and I was the peers on the team, I was pretty much low man on the totem pole. Mm -hmm. But if I compare myself to the other few thousand people on campus, I'd be really fast, but that's not who I was comparing (laughs) myself to, you know, and it wasn't until I kind of like stopped running for a little bit and got back into it and started self-coaching that my comparisons were to self. Mm -hmm. And then I started having this healthier idea of, well, my the only person that I'm really competing against is myself right like that's really the the idea so you know when we talk about like what motivates me is how fast can i get not how fast can i get relative to these other people but how fast can i get relative to how fast i think i can get yeah like what what are the limits is the limits are literally only the limits that i put on myself not can i be better than that other person it's Mm -hmm. just how how fast can i get i think that Um, comparing yourself to other people can be helpful in one circumstance and that is to see what else is possible because I think that sometimes when we look at other people we are able to see what's possible they are evidence of what is possible in life you know I mean use it as motivation not as something to like say like oh well they're here and I'm not there so I'm going to feel bad about myself but say well if they can do it so can I 
Right. And that's, that's a great way to do it. As long as you don't get to the point where that person then becomes your ceiling. Right. Yes. That's a very good point. You know, like at, yeah, at our school in the, I was talking to the athletic director, they're trying to get the funding so they can completely redo all the signs in the back of all the school records for the different track events. Uh, that and needs to be done so bad. Very much. Oh, those signs but are so bad. If you were a distance runner on the girl's side and you go to the back of the school and you look up at the cross country record, that's a pretty high ceiling back there because of who Because set of the who record. has the record. Right. But if you go back on the boys' Current side. professional runner. Yeah. If you, yeah. When you're comparing yourself to current professional runners and then second on the list is also a current professional runner yeah like the 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 record on the girl's side is phenomenal if you go back as a as a distance running guy and you look at the cross-country record it's not as high up it's just really not Mm -hmm. the mile is pretty impressive on both sides if you go down the street to another school and they look list up their records it's a completely different you know so-called ceiling yeah it's like ooh, i could get to that level because i'm also a kid at this high school but the the schools are like two miles apart yeah how come one school has a different ceiling because that's who you're comparing yourself mm-hmm. to so it gets to the point where it's like well look i'm better than everybody else around me i'm better than anybody who's ever been at this school so this must be as good as i can possibly get mm-hmm. but it it's probably not. It's an artificial ceiling being put on there. Mm-hmm. Look to what you think you could possibly get. Look to the greatest version of yourself and keep striving towards that. Keep living the way that you would live as the greatest version. Train that way. Eat that way. Live and experience that feeling of happiness and success right now and keep moving towards it. Yeah, because if you live like you're a healthier and happier person, you are going to be a healthier and happier person because you're going to be making the choices that that person would be making. And I think that sometimes this gets into a little bit of the woo-woo, you know, like people say like, oh, I can't just imagine I'm a seven-minute miler. Like I can't just, you know, like when you start saying, oh, well, if you think it, you will be it. And that is true. Like that is reality. No, you totally cannot sit on the couch eating Cheetos and say, I'm going to envision myself (laughs) as a sub four minute miler. Right. Like you still have to put the work in and who knows if the goals that you've set are achievable within your lifetime. Like, but you still have to act like they are and, and live in the way that they are, that you are fully invested and fully believing that that is achievable. Yeah, no, it's, there is a lot of like mental aspect to it, but you have to live the way that that person would be. So sitting on the couch and eating your bag of potato chips is not living the way that someone who's going to try and achieve those running goals would actually live. So sitting there and doing whatever and just thinking about being fast is not going to get you fast. Mm -hmm. You have to full on put on the persona of that person and be that person. Mm -hmm. So yes. So your first steps are not your final steps. This whole thing is a journey and you can't compare your step two to someone else's step eight. So that's what we've talked about so far. Now let's talk about the finish line because there really is no finish line. So how do we stay motivated when there really is no finish line? Yeah, this uh, it, it directly relates to running. It is rare that you find the runner who crosses the finish line and says, well, that's my last race. Mm-hmm. I've achieved all of the success in running. I've, I've crossed all the finish lines I want to race. There's always another race. Yeah. There's always something else to sign up for. Totally. And let, that's why we talk about 
finish lines, especially for races, like these, that's not a finish line. That's merely a checkpoint along your journey. Like, okay, I just ran this half marathon today. Did I achieve the goal that I set for myself? Yes or no? If, if no, why didn't I achieve it? And if yes, okay, awesome. Now, where should I go from here? Where, what's my next goal to achieve? Because it's just a checkpoint. It's all just a big giant experiment. So you get there, you, you do a reassessment basically. Yeah. It helps you see near-term goals instead of having this like real vague nebulous idea of I'm going to be a healthy, happy person. Right. It says, okay, how am I going to get there? And that means that in order to get there, I'm going to hit this point along the way. Then I'm going to hit this point along the way. It gives you some, some validation and some, uh, I mean, it's literally, it's a test to Mm -hmm. see how, how the path is working for you. Yeah. And that's one of the ways to stay motivated when there is no clear finish line. There is no finish line in life, period. Like your health. No, there's one. Well, you know, there, there's an end point at some point. It's debatable, you know. There's a, there, there's there's some people that'll tell you, you know, that that's the end, and then there's some people that'll say that that's just the transition into the next life. You okay, know, I mean, fair enough. But we don't know. So, with no transition, or I'm sorry, with no finish line, how do you stay motivated? And there, this is this is one of the ways you have these little checkpoints along the way to kind of check in and see how you're doing, like. Am I on the right path? Am I making the decisions that are right for me, that are moving me forward, that are moving me in the direction that I want to be going right now? Because your direction can always change. You're allowed to change it. It's your life. It's your story. If you don't like the story that you're living, if you don't like the life that you're living, start to rewrite it. Like rewrite a new story. You are fully in control here. Yeah, and the the key here is whatever path you're choosing, whichever direction you're going, is that you are in fact moving. Mm-hmm. Like moving is is the key yeah. because well, staying in one place feels remarkably comfortable. It kind of feels reassuring because you know where you're at. You've done this. The, there's a an aspect of the body that just wants to stay where you're at. Your comfort but, zone. You yeah, mean? it's your comfort zone, but. Yeah. I mean, staying in one place for too long becomes remarkably uncomfortable. I, we, we flew across the country yesterday. <laughs> staying in one place for a long period of time gets remarkably uncomfortable, especially when it's the middle seat <laughs> on a flight from Texas to California. Mm-hmm. That's a long time without moving. And the body wants to move. The body was made to move. I mean, I tell my patients this all the time. And I tell our girls this, too. I mean... The body is made to move. I have patients come in and they literally sit on the couch all day long and they watch TV and then they move to the table and then they eat lunch and then they go back to the couch and watch more TV and then they move to the table and eat dinner. Like they don't move and they're coming in and they're like, oh, my back hurts. My knee hurts. I've got this pain. I've got arthritis. I've got all these things. And I'm like, of course you do because the body was made to move. And if you're not moving your body you are going to break down. The body will break down. Yeah, it it, it has to move. That's yeah. the thing is, if if you don't, I mean, it, it's what's the the rhyme? If you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. Like you you've got to actually get out there and get going on that. But just as much as the the body wants to be moving, the mind wants to be challenged. The mind likes having things put in front of it that it has to try and figure out. That's why people love games. Whatever the game puzzle it is, they don't want it to be super ridiculously challenging, but people love puzzles. That's the the 
huge success of what's the the game the girls were playing on there oh candy crush candy crush because it's a relatively simple puzzle yeah but it's still enough to stimulate the brain and you have to kind of you know swipe the colors back and forth and as you move through the levels then you get new things that you can do it's a little extra twist to the puzzle Mm -hmm. but it's still this unending literally unending (laughs) puzzle that you can just play level after level after level. I mean, Riley was sitting next to me and she goes, Ooh, I've made it to level 10. And then she started scrolling. She goes, wait, how many levels are there? I'm like, there's not an end to this game. I don't think there's an end. You just keep playing. Yeah. Because people love to figure stuff out. Like you, it challenges, challenges you like in order, like you, even if it's just as simple as candy crush or like, you know, these video games that people just play mindlessly, like it's something that you're figuring out. And so why not look at your life the same way? Like your life is one big game. It's one big experiment. You're trying to figure it out. And so in candy crush, when you get, when you die or like when you're when you're done with the game like you have a certain number of lives or something yes. right that like you don't just say oh but i didn't figure it out oh, like i'm a failure i guess i guess i'll never play that again like no like most people like and, until you realize what a time giant time suck it is and <laughs> that you should be doing something different with your life um most people will like do it again and again and again and then suddenly an hour has gone by two hours have gone by and you don't even realize it um because it's that any need to like figure it out and if you have something there that's stopping you trying to overcome that and like get to the next level so however simple the thing is like there's not something in your life that's going to suddenly become magically better because you made it past level 19 on candy crush Mm -hmm. but i've had kids sitting in my math class where you know it's 10 minutes left in class and i'll be like okay start your homework and they'll be like uh do we have to and they'll like sneak out their cell phone and start playing a game i'll be like what are you doing playing the game they're like ah i just i can't do math anymore and i look at what they're doing i'm like you're doing geometry like what? they they don't there's, realize there's they're like doing video it. games that yeah well it's like they're the little puzzle of this of like moving things around and trying to reorganize it mm. that's all literally just trying to move and manipulate things and solve puzzles i'm like that's basically geometry and algebra but it doesn't look like it mm-hmm. they're like yeah no this isn't math at all i'm like oh, yes it is <laughs> it's it's logic and geometry and algebra it's all of these things combined but you think it's a game so if you just accept that your homework is also a game here, I made you answer these 10 questions where you have to go through the book and find the answers. Look, it's a, it's a search, like seek out the answers and solve the things and then write them on the piece of paper and show them to somebody and gain. I'll give you a sticker if you finish it because like, <laughs> they don't even need a reward. They just want that like somehow validation along the way. They need that positive reinforcement. Right. Because when they pass the level, like the, you know, a whole like slew of stars and hearts pops up on the on the phone screen in front of them Mm -hmm. they just want it as a puzzle so if you present everything in front of you as like a puzzle or a game people see it as this little challenge that's not crazy it's not like life or death it's just a little puzzle that they can keep solving Mm -hmm. treat your life that way as a as a little puzzle that you can kind of keep experimenting with and solving right and just like those little puzzles i like this analogy that we've just kind of thrown in here yes like just like those puzzles along the way there are going to be roadblocks There are going to be things that get thrown in to try to throw you off course or to try to kill you or to, (laughs) you know, that try to 
make it harder for you to achieve the next level. Same thing in your life. Same thing in your running, right? Like we've talked about before, like if you go out and you run the same distance at the same pace over and over and over again, it becomes easier as you do it, but then you also stop gaining reaping the benefits of that loop. Like your body becomes so efficient at it that you stop making gains from it. So you need to then change the stimulus. You need to change the path. You need to experiment with something else if you want to continue to improve and move forward. Same thing with your eating. Like maybe you were eating one way. Maybe you went vegan for a little bit and then you did figured out that that wasn't working for you anymore and so maybe you need to start eating a little bit more animal protein or whatnot like there are so many times that maybe you're going one way and it works for a little while and then there's a roadblock that gets thrown in and then you just have to figure out a new path right which is exactly how all these games work there's basic rules to them like and they're pretty simple um, just like I think arguably there's pretty basic rules to your overall health and nutrition. Eat real food, mm-hmm. exercise some. Yep. Like, it's like, yes, there's a lot of extra nuance that you can put mm-hmm. into it, but isn't that kind of some basic rules to it? Yeah. I mean, Michael Pollan, who is a, an author, a famous food author, like he basically did tons of research and he said he boiled it all down to seven words. Yes. Seven. Seven words, like out of, you know, how many pages of research that he read He said, eat food, not too much, mostly plants. That's a pretty, pretty basic lineup. Yeah. You know, what's, what's the, there's books and books on how, how to exercise, how to train for a marathon, how to train for a half marathon, your fastest 5k ever. But really go out and exercise. Yeah. You need to run. Like you should go out and run some. And, and, and there are obviously nuances. And so we can't tell people it's that easy. Otherwise, why would anyone want to get coaching from us? But that's the thing is, <laughs> as you move, as you get to the point where, well, I wasn't running at all before. Right. So now I can run some. Well, now here's another roadblock. You'd like to run a little bit faster. Yep. Oh, well, now you need to at, look at running from this perspective. Now you need to have in different paces and now there should be a long run. And mm-hmm. it's how you put all of these different aspects together yeah. that leads to the the most success. Mm-hmm. So yes, there's this long view of this is this is where I ultimately want to be, but there's also this continuous progression day by day. Right. There's these small goals of well, I'd like to eventually get to there, but on the path, I'm going to run this this race so I can check in and make sure that my path is generally heading me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have to set yourself up with these short-term goals and these short-term wins that you can have that will keep you motivated and moving in that direction. And then, like Kevin said, like if you found out that there's a little roadblock there, then you have to do a reassessment and kind of change your path and go down a different one so that you can continue building the life that you want to build to continue improving your health journey, improving your running journey, and living the life that you want to live and being the person that you want to be. Right. So while there is no finish line by living the life you want to live and having these small wins along the way, celebrate them. Mm-hmm. celebrate the small wins and the celebrate the small wins doesn't mean that you have to go eat a chocolate cake there's a lot of ways <laughs> to celebrate the small wins or you could eat some chocolate cake or yes you know, maybe not a whole one <laughs> but you know have some chocolate cake i mean that that's cool too like because i'm that that's the kind of person i want to be like i want to be able to eat whatever i want to eat for the most part and not feel guilty about it you know i just i'm not going to eat the whole cake in one sitting but i can enjoy that 
Yeah, but I mean, also every celebration doesn't need to be celebrated with food either. Absolutely. Take a trip, buy yourself something. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of different ways that you can celebrate. Besides, Go get a massage. Yeah, that's a good celebration. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of ways to celebrate wins. And buy there's a nice a lot bottle of, of wine. There's a lot of different wins that you can celebrate. Mm -hmm. A win doesn't have to be that you PR'd in, in a race. Right. Maybe the win was that you ran three days in a row. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was the win. Maybe it was the longest run ever because you completed four miles. Maybe it was the longest run ever because you completed 15 miles. Whatever the wins are, Find wins and then celebrate them. Yeah. Maybe it's just because you got out the door that day and put your running shoes on. Solid. Solid you know? win. I mean, that's it. And then, as much as it is important to celebrate these small wins along the way, it's also good to take a step back sometimes and then look back five years or ten years or two years, whatever it is, and look at that longer period of time and see how far you've come in addition to all the little things along the way. Right. So you've made your first steps. You're now at your middle steps and you can look back and be like, wow, look at, look at what I've managed to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Not that you're better than the person who lives next door, nope. but that you are getting closer to being that person that you have in your head. You're acting like your best self. You are achieving things more in the direction of what your best self would possibly be able to achieve. And because of that, you are so much happier and you are grateful for the life that you're living. Not upset that you're not perfect at that life that you're trying to live, but you are so grateful for being as close to it as you can get, that you were closer to that destination than you were uh, a week ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, whatever it is. And you are grateful and happy for it. And therefore you are enjoying the success of it right now. Mm -hmm, because you're enjoying the process because success in health, nutrition, running, exercise, personal development, all of these things are lifelong processes. The key is consistency, not perfection. And experimentation and learning from action will succeed over trying to learn everything before you even begin. Accept that errors are not just likely, but inevitable and required for your long-term success. And then just keep taking steps down that path. That's a fantastic synopsis. I know you wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, thank you so much for joining us today. If you need some help and guidance along your path, we are so excited to introduce our new membership program that we are launching in August. We are just so excited to help more people with this, to help you start taking those steps in the right direction. We have laid out a whole path for you step by step to make this running journey and this health journey a lot less scary and a lot less intimidating yeah there, there's so many things that you could add in how how do you add them yeah. in what order do you add them in right, how like, do you fit it i know all in? i need to be strength training i know i need to be adding drills and strides and mobility and stretching and i need to do all this stuff like speed work you know should i be doing hills should i be doing sprints like what should i be doing and it seems like you should start them all and you should start every single one of those aspects tomorrow mm -hmm. and so we've taken some time and tried to figure out the the order that makes the most sense 
sense yeah. that isn't overwhelming, that isn't that one where you go so gung-ho for one week and you're completely burnt out and then you're going to have to skip the next three months. Right. It's a pa- it's a plan that is a long-term solution that is going to turn you into the best runner and the best person that you can possibly be because you're consistent with this, yes. because you're completely changing your life to achieve that level of success. Not that you are going to get the quick fix that's going to make you a completely overhauled person in three days who's then burned out for the next three months. Yeah, we're not here to give you a quick fix. We are here to actually help you to change your life, to empower you with the steps that you need to change your life because we're not changing your life for you. You are the only one that can do that. We are just here to guide you and give you the steps to allow you to, to choose and to find the path that's right for you. So if you are ready to start making some of these changes and start going down this path in your life, head over to our website, realliferunners.com. Sign up for our emails so that you are the first people to know when this program is released. We are also working on a really great um, set of audio trainings to that that's going to be free. And you can sign up over there on the website to receive those as well. We're going to have those out sometime this week. So realliferunners.com. Keep your eyes out for our membership program. Follow us on Instagram at Real Life Runners, and we will talk to you next week. This has been the Real Life Runners podcast, episode number 97. Thanks for spending this time with us today. Now get out there and run your life.